Hello, everybody. Yeah, I would like to start a podcast about Africa. So Africa has 54 countries, and I probably visited four or five of those. Yeah, so how did it actually happen that I first went to Africa? In my family, it was kind of normal to send the kids abroad. Maybe my mom wanted some time for herself. No, I mean, the reason was to give us some experience and to learn another language. So my brother, my older brother, went to New Zealand for, I think, nine months. And he had like a super great time. It was amazing, basically an adventure. And then it was my time to go to New Zealand. I went to New Zealand, stayed stayed at a guest family, went to school and everything. And yeah, it was kind of normal. Not like super special how I imagined it from my brother. So when I returned home, it was clear for me. Now that I couldn't report anything like super special like my brother did, I had to go to a different country again and do something super special, an adventure basically. So back then I was like 17, 18, and there was an NGO in my town which happened to be active in Togo. And also I needed to study some French, so I said, okay, why don't I go there to Togo, do something super interesting and learn also a little bit of French. So so I remember learning French actually didn't go that well. When I returned, my teacher was like, uh, Hannes, uh, sorry, um, I don't understand really your presentation. But anyway, for my first encounter with Africa, I went with this NGO for three months to Togo. We landed in the capital and then drove up 600 kilometers to Dapong, a very small town. And on the way, we met some projects, some farmers, and I got already to know a little bit the countryside and everything. And uh, then uh, the organizers of this NGO, they left me with a guest family. So I lived there and uh, I was able to see what the NGO was doing. They had a computer school with vocational training. They had five partner villages where they were active. They had a, uh, developed the water system there for the animals so they could access water in the dry season. They um, checked the participation of the schools. So I was able to see all this things but most interesting I was able to dive into the culture because basically I was the only foreigner in that town because it was so remote no other foreigners were there or at least I never saw them so and also I was living in the guest family so I was eating the same food as they were eating yeah so I had like a super interesting time but when I returned I I thought like wait how come my mom is so childish and my my brothers and sisters, they're behaving so strange? But actually it was me who changed a lot. I actually had like a big culture shock, which lasted for, I would say, six weeks or something like that. And I couldn't understand how we could live like that, although we have all the knowledge and all the news about all the problems in countries like in Togo. So that was made me sad and... Yeah, I couldn't understand it. But at the same time, this time in Africa 
opened my interest for the continent. And when I finished my school, actually, I went for one year to Nigeria with a friend. Yeah, we did this as a civil service and we were working in an orphanage. So basically, the orphanage had 160 kids and adolescents in all different age groups. So there were some there who were around about our age, babies and everything in between. So in Nigeria, I first discovered this, that the Nigerians, they are different than the people in Togo. They are more loud, they're more extrovert. And uh, also Lagos, the city where we were close to, is the biggest city in Africa. So you can imagine it. A lot of people. Now if I go to other peoples, uh, to other cities, and have a traffic jam there, and the people tell me, oh, that's such a traffic jam, then I tell them, you haven't seen a traffic jam in Lagos. So, yeah, we were um, there and um, actually one incident happened the first night we got already robbed. So this um, actually left us with a shock. Nothing happened. But the first three months we were very careful. And yeah, so in Nigeria, I was working in this NGO and um basically giving the kids intention, helping them, organizing donations, things like that. And um, we also had to ask ourselves, okay, what do we want to study? And for me, the answer was, okay, when I'm back in Germany, I want to study economics and sociology because I feel the combination of these two fields, human science and um or the science about the society and science about uh, economics could improve the situation in the continent the most. So I chose to study that. And after actually st finishing my studies, um, I went to Switzerland and lived in Switzerland for three years. I was also active in the startup ecosystem in Switzerland, but I also discovered that I'm not so happy in Switzerland. And uh, I believe one reason for that is because I wasn't really following a purpose or something what was meaningful for me. I was following a career or trying to build a career, but not doing something purposeful. So around this time, I was reflecting and I thought, okay, maybe why don't go back to Africa? So I traveled a couple of times to Kenya, one time also to Egypt and another time to Ethiopia because actually my father recommended me, hey, Hannes, why don't you go to Ethiopia? So traveled there and I really liked it. I met so many people. They were so nice. And that's how I kind of stuck with Ethiopia. Yeah, so then in... Um, I convinced a friend, actually, and he was also very motivated to travel with me to Ethiopia. And this was a very proactive friend, very good in networking. So we met so many people also in the startup community. And we had a really, really great time. Yeah, so actually in this podcast, I also want to talk about um, startups, 
the ecosystem, but also in general about cultural differences, maybe also a little bit about Germany. So before I dive into some cultural differences, I want to talk about the startup ecosystem here in Ethiopia. So in Ethiopia, there are approximately eight incubators or accelerators. So the startup ecosystem is in its infancies, actually. And most of the incubators and accelerators are in close proximity in the capital. So let me quickly explain what an incubator is and what an accelerator is. An incubator is for early stage entrepreneurs who want to incubate their startup or ideas, basically. So that means they can come with an idea or without an idea to this program. And then this program helps them to develop their idea, to develop the product market fit, and to talk to some first users. So with that, the entrepreneur can basically evaluate the idea and see if it's possible to start a startup with that. So it's basically um, very early stage. And then the accelerator is a program where entrepreneurs come already with a startup and want to accelerate it. So they capture a bigger part of the market. Then there are also hybrids of these two forms. So that means an incubator and accelerator program mixed up with each other um, for, for customers who might want to start their business and then also accelerated really fast. In Ethiopia, none of the startups here have exited so far. But now let me talk about the culture. Compared to Nigeria, the people here in Ethiopia, they are more quiet. They are not so loud like in, in Nigeria. The food is also not so spicy like in, in Nigeria, which is good for me because in Germany, the food is also not spicy. So... I'm not used to very spicy food. I mean, I can eat it, but I'm not super used used to it. So, yeah, that's an advantage for me. In Germany, people eat a lot of bread, pasta, pizza, so all this all these things which have this these ingredients of wheat basically. In uh, Ethiopia, people eat more injera. Injera looks like a pancake but it doesn't taste like a pancake. It's um, low in uh, carbs, high in proteins, so it's also healthy. And that's basically the base they mix with many different food. And then also in Ethiopia, which is nice, they have fasting days. So Wednesday and Friday, they usually don't eat any animal products. So that is the meaning of fasting here. That comes from the religion. So it's very nice actually for uh, vegans or vegetarians because they can easily find food here which is uh, without meat or animal products. I remember when I was in Nigeria, I wanted to eat like salad or something like that, vegetables, because I really like salad with vinegar or vegetables. And then the people were telling me, are you a goat? Why do you eat so many vegetables? You need to eat meat. 
So they couldn't understand it. And I also remember um, a friend was visiting us and she was a vegetarian. So they were always like, what? That's strange, man. You don't eat meat. What's wrong? So that's very nice for Europeans who travel to Ethiopia. They can easily eat um vegan or vegetarian food so that's very nice although the injera is gluten-free they use a lot of uh, soya sauce for the cooking so even though the injera is gluten-free sometimes if you have a gluten intolerance it's not easy it's sometimes not always so clear if it's gluten-free or not but i can eat everything so it's not a problem for me um, and I also like the food here because it's healthy and yeah, so it's perfect for me. Ethiopia is also a very religious country. Most of the people here, they are actually Christian Orthodox. Yeah, and then there are some Muslims and some native local religions. And Ethiopia is actually one of the countries where Christianity has its origins. And because of that, they also have a different calendar. Here in Ethiopia, we have the year 2012 now. Versus in Europe, we have the year 2019. So that's one difference. So in Ethiopia, they also use a different time system. So instead of the international time, their time starts in the morning when the sun rises at six and seven is then the first hour. And then it counts for 12 hours and then it repeats itself. When you ask somebody, hey, when do we meet? Uh, let's meet up. And the person says, okay, let's meet at four. Then you have to ask like, okay, uh, what do you mean? Four local time. So actually 10 international time or 4 p.m. in the afternoon. So that's um, also different, but... Actually, I feel the time system here makes kind of sense. Yes, so Ethiopia is in East Africa, and East Africa is for the last five years the fastest growing region in Africa, and Ethiopia is actually the fastest growing country in this region. So there's a lot going on in Ethiopia. The capital of Ethiopia is Addis Ababa, in German, it's actually Addis Abeba. Yeah, one thing I also really enjoy about Ethiopia is that it's not as tribal as other countries in Africa. So local people mix really up with foreign people. Doesn't really matter. So we go eating here in the most local places. There's one, one event called Fendikas, and it's like a jazz music place. And I really enjoy going there, seeing the locals and foreigners and everybody mixing up. So that's also a really nice thing. That's it already from my side. So the next week I want to publish some more podcasts, but I actually have to see how everything develops as this is just my first podcast. So I'm very happy for feedback, inputs and questions you have. And thank you so much for listening. Ciao, ciao.